Hello and welcome to episode 44 of the Rough Dub Podcast. My name is Wesley. I'm joined, as always, by Matt Armstrong, Cameron Enriquez, and Mike Roy. What's up, boys? Hey, how are we doing? Yeah, fabulous. Well. Happy to be here. Yeah, you tell me, Tim. How are we doing? Tim's tantrums. What do you, what do you uh, got for us this week? Uh, yeah, I was, I was watching the Bears game this, uh, this Sunday, and I was just we were just talking about earlier. Uh, Cook Cousins is an abomination as a quarterback. That guy, how does that man have a job? Holy smokes. Every time you have a, a big game, that guy is a statue just waiting to have the left end absolutely destroy him on every single play. He had two, he had two forced fumbles. Uh, I think he also had three picks in that game. Correct me if I'm wrong. He only fumbled the ball technically once, but in, which he lost. But he actually fumbled twice in that game. My goodness, he was horrendous. Here's, and, here's a great quote about Kirk Cousins. Headline, Kirk Cousins apologizes to Adam Thielen. <laughs> yeah, for getting him killed. It's usually, not, it's usually not a good sign if your quarterback is publicly issuing apologies to the wide receivers because you can't get him the ball. Well, also, he was throwing it high over the middle all game long, leaving his receivers to get absolutely destroyed. Uh, it, was, it was a brutal game to watch just because how poor – the uh, Vikings offense was, I mean, the Vikings defense played really, really well. But the thing is, if you can't score any points at all, you have no chance. It was horrible. I mean, and then I could go on about the Bills game. The Bills defense played incredible. They, uh -huh. they looked fantastic. But, that, I mean, Josh Allen did them no favors. He was just throwing the ball up there for grabs. All game long. I mean, and the Pats' D is pretty legit. It's good. Yeah, they have this a good defense. This is one of the best defenses I think the Pats have had in five yeah, years. Both, te both teams had great defenses. And, I mean, obviously the Pats have a good offense. That just showed you how good the Bills' defense is, is that they managed to keep them to 16 points, even though the Bills were constantly turning the ball over. Uh, um, Frank Gore showed up and he, he rushed for 100 and I think 17 yards in that game. What? Amazing. I mean, when does he retire? Yeah, dude, the guy's still plugging away. When Tom Brady does. <laughs> yeah, yeah they have a bet. We're going to find out they have a last longer bet. Yeah, Frank Gore is a 36-year-old running back who's still rushing for 100-yard games. He just passed 15,000 yards last game. So, I mean, kudos to Frank Gore. He's always, I've always been a big fan. I mean, I've been a Niners fan and Bills fan my entire life. So, um, kudos to Frank Gore. Love the guy. This tantrum turned into a uh, <laughs> love affair here. A gushy Only love for affair. Frank Gore. Only for Frank Gore. Because the rest of the rest of the Bills offense was absolutely horrendous. Uh, once once Allen left the game, Barkley actually played pretty decent. But still, I mean, he's missing wide open receivers. What are your thoughts he, on that hit to Josh Allen? It was it was a nasty hit. I, I mean, it's football. He, sh it is what it is. It's football. Get used to it. <laughs> it happens. Speaking of its football, NFL announces Vontae's perfect suspended for rest of season. It's about yeah, time. He, it's about yeah, time. That, hit, <laughs> that, that hit he had against the wide receiver, that guy was already down for two seconds, and the guy, this guy flew at him. He was on what, a knee. How long would the highlight clip reel be of him just putting dirty hits on people? I can I think of like five, five guys he's incapacitated. Yeah. Well, the nasty hit he put on Antonio than... Brown. He tried to break Cam Newton's ankle in the middle of a game. 
Um, he ended like he ended at least five player seasons. Yeah, he's he's a nasty player. He's a really dirty player. And that wasn't even the worst hit of the weekend. If no, you watch the uh, the Bucks Rams game, it was one. I think it was like a interception. By yeah, it was one. The, it was one of the it was in the fourth fourth quarter. He intercepted a ball, took it to the house, and some and the Bucks tackle, linemen. Yeah. yeah, the tackle for the Bucks absolutely leveled him. Oh, that was insane! Oh, I've got to see this. Yeah, he absolutely leveled him as he was walking to the end zone. Right near the, the goal line, it was the yeah. absolute sideways like clothesline spear. There's no he flag on him. this. No flag. Holy wow! Oh. <laughs> yeah. Unbelievable. Wow, this stuff is this is good stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's it's the NFL. I, I that's the way I look at it. It's you know standard it's, operating procedure. Yeah, it's if you, if you don't want him to helmet the contact, then get rid of the helmet. Like that's that's my <laughs> a radical <that's>, solution. <laughs> I mean, in rugby, I've been watching the rugby, rugby uh, world championships. They don't have wear any pads, and you don't see guys ever go head-to-head. Why? Because you know that you'd be knocked out if you went head-to-head. And these guys hit each other full speed. They blow each other up, but they're never going head-to-head. Why? Because I don't think it's a safety issue. I think it's the brand. The helmet is like 50% of why the NFL is popular. Like, how cool that helmet looks. It's like watching it does. Of, it looks, like Darth Vader's running around. Yeah, it looks it looks really sweet, but it's a lot more dangerous than not wearing a helmet. Um, because you're not gonna want to go head to head with somebody when you're not wearing a helmet. Sorry, you're gonna you're you're gonna actually tackle the guy properly. I don't think that's ever gonna happen. I don't think it's ever gonna happen either. But, I think um, my answer is. Um, is to expand the field, the width of the field. The players have gotten too fast for the for this field that was designed for, well, not designed for, but originally played for, with people who are much, much weaker, much, much smaller, much, much slower. And now the people are so much more powerful and fast that they are traveling at, like in, in small spaces. They can go full speed and, and try to blow each other up and really hurt each other. If you add, you know, five or ten yards of, of field width, you can no longer, like, go all out because there's more chance that people are going to break away from you. So you have to play a little bit more conservatively. Uh, I think the, the counterpoint to that is that major sports are afraid of changing the diameters or, you know, the, uh, the, the core dimensions. or field sides uh, because, like, stats are so heavily related to them. Um, I saw something about uh, college basketball last year had an increase in three-point shooting by like 64% over the year before. And it's because like it's too short. Like they don't practice post-offense anymore in college basketball. It's like, well, you everyone is a shooter and the threes are, you know, much shorter. Same with like, yeah, football expanding the field. Same with baseball. Like you just can't. But are there like really few, are there really like any numbers in football that matter anymore? What is a record in football you can think of? I don't think you can expand the field lengthwise because then 
No, not lengthwise, give, width, the width of the field. Oh, width, I mean widthwise, because then it just means more field for, um, for Jerry Goff to miss wide open receivers. <laughs> <laughs> so he wouldn't like that. Yeah, he threw for 500 yards in that game. Wow. Yeah. Do you have to apologize to anyone afterwards publicly? <laughs> this is my new favorite thing. It's just that, like, players now some for some reason feel the need to apologize to each other publicly. Imagine that. Like, I'd like to issue a statement. I, uh, I entered at Barron. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I'm sorry to my friends. Oh, he's such a rah-rah, like, uh, team player kind of guy, even though he's making like five times as much as like the average player on his team. <laughs> but um, you would bring in like <laughs> in a, yeah. income inequality in the NFL. <laughs> well, no, it's just like very important for him to like pretend like he's really serious about the game, and uh, <laughs> he's he's gonna yeah he's pulled the Albert Hainsworth. He doesn't give a fuck anymore. He's gonna <laughs> chuck it down the field. No matter where Thielen's going to jump for it. It's, he is one of those guys that, like, have made numbers not matter because he consistently has great stats. But the eye test, he does not pass. No, he does not. All right. Sure he does. He's a tall, white guy who plays in the pocket. That's <laughs> fucking, why, why does, like, Brock Osweiler get fucking jobs every fucking year? He's not, not good. He, not this he has, well, he has the tools. The problem is he has two cent head. He can't read a defense to save his life. He's I mean, six seven. Maybe, Brock Osweiler is six seven, two hundred and sixty pounds with a rocket going <laughs> on. Sound like you're auctioning off meat. But he might have a job soon if Flacco keeps playing like the way he does. Well, I mean if if Brock Osweiler's not getting a job, why are why are all these other weird play- like I saw that Josh Johnson got cut like a week or two ago. It's like Josh why is Johnson that guy is still going? <laughs> yeah, like how does he get like offers to come into camp? Like that guy's been a been a backup for the last ten years. He's been yeah. on tons of teams. He was on the Harbaugh Niners back in like two thousand fifteen. Maybe he runs a great practice squad to practice against. <laughs> Third, but it's like Josh McCown. Josh McCown has been on. I think, oh, he's been. He's teams. had good years, though. He's, uh, he has. Well, yeah, he's when, had he was real with the, when he was with the Arizona Cardinals, he had a really good season. Uh, he's good on the Jets. Got, yeah, he's good on the Jets. Yeah, so, but, but I don't think Josh Johnson has good seasons. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Josh McCown's been on twelve different teams in fifteen years. <laughs> Speaking of being on twelve different teams in fifteen years. It's time for Roy's records. <laughs> How are we doing this week? How did we do last week? Got to pull that up real quick. I was not prepared. <laughs> Give me a second. <laughs> Professional outlet here. Well, here's another headline. Troy Aikman. Doesn't make sense to compare Pat Mahomes to me. He scoffed at them. And he said, talk to me when he has 33% of my Super Bowl titles. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. yeah, imagine having like a Hall of Fame running back and receiver. <laughs> I just think it's funny that he feels the need to do that. <laughs> it's like, yeah. wouldn't you just be content and be like, hey, he's a good player? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no need to be defensive. You're already proving yourself. It's just like, yeah, shrug yeah. it off. That's not really something you need to like comment yeah. about. 
Oh, I, mean, although, on... I guess the comment was that Mahomes has 36% of Aikman's career touchdowns in 8% of the games. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> well, also, also the, the, Chief, the Chiefs throw a lot more. Than oh, yeah, this is did. the different era. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's hard. You can't compare them. I mean, Aikman used to throw the ball 25 times a look game. At, look at Montana, and look at Montana's, like, numbers compared to, like, Kirk Cousins. Like, they're not as good, but – we know which one was better. Yeah, easily. Uh, I mean, was it? Yeah, it's a different game. Yeah. You've got it's fucking yeah. trash. Tra- you got Andy Dalton throwing fifty times a game. Some. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you have you have guys that should not. There's no way in hell they should be throwing 50, 60 times a game. But you get but they are. Yeah, and each one of them gets an extra ten completions to the running back. Yeah. So they're exactly. they're all their completion percentages and passer ratings are all jacked up. And not only that, their yards and like touchdowns are way up. Yep. Uh, Jared Goff threw for 500 yards last game. Yeah. 500. That you know, used to be reserved for, like, three you know, players in the league. Right. Well, plus, like, yeah, Aikman should be like, talk to me when he has eight concussions. <laughs> <laughs> That's his real trophy. He, he fucking oh. was getting murdered all the time. That yeah. uh, story after the when they beat the Niners, where Lee Steinberg goes into the hotel room, and Troy looks up at him and he goes, "Lee, what are you doing here?" And he goes, "Troy, you got hurt." And he goes, "Oh, did we win?" And he goes, "Yeah, we're going to the Super Bowl." And they celebrated and had some champagne, and then there was a pause, and then uh, Aikman turned to Steinberg and said, "Lee, what are you doing here? Did we win?" Oh boy, it was yeah. it's bad, dude. Like these guys, it's really sad. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, you have uh, Joe Montana. He's blind in his left eye from from all the concussions. Yeah, I mean the Skechers aren't saving him. The that's yeah, probably I, I, he's endorsing I, them. Yeah, I, I see him every once in a while, like walking downtown San Francisco, and like he he's he's walking like a caveman, kind of. Because <laughs> he can't he can't see what he's wearing. You can't see how they look. Oh, he still looks great. He's a, he's a. I mean, the shoes that he's endorsing. No, he doesn't wear that trash. You <laughs> 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 Jerry Rice is wearing Skechers too. Like, no. Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Rice is wearing Gucci. Come on, let's be honest. Yeah, do you think Buster Posey is driving a a Kia a Toyota? Or, yeah, Toyota. <laughs> yeah, there's a guy, but you know, LeBron's behind a Buick. Or... <laughs> Yeah, Shaq's yeah. in a Buick. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Wasn't Shaq right. in like a Mini Cooper commercial or something? <laughs> well, he was oh, like I hope not. There's no way he would fit in the Mini Cooper. Yeah, I don't fit the Mini ads. Coopers. <laughs> Tim with the humble frack. <laughs> <laughs> I'm eight inches shorter than Shaq. And I don't fit in Mini Coopers. I'm I'm closer to Shaq is Shaq's height than your height, Wes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, bro, you got it? Right, well, yeah. well, Tim can humble brag all he wants because he was on the New York Giants who slaughtered the Redskins last week. Ooh. He's 2-2. Two yeah. two. Army picked the home underdog Saints, and they came out on top in a sort of ugly defensive battle against the I thought we all picked Cowboys. that one. Wasn't that the – That was my secondary that pick. That was the Sunday night game we all picked. Yeah, we all picked that I have – so Tim's best bet was the Giants. Army was on the Saints. I have Wes as the Patriots. 
minus seven and a half, which didn't nope. cover. That did not cover. That's a loser. And I had Jacksonville. The Gardner Minshew show, mustache show, rides on in Denver. I'm going to protest Army getting this one. You can't pick the Sunday night game. We all pick the Sunday night game. He said, though, like, his claim was, like, I, I hate to do this, but my primetime game is his best bet. So. Uh, all right. So um, all three of us How do we do on the other primetime games? Because we had some pretty oh, strong I've been, I've been tracking the primetime games, actually. Oh. <laughs> Just best bets. So the Thursday game, I think we were all – well, no, maybe was that when we were split? I think we were all on Green Bay. No. I. <laughs> you took Philly? I think so. Oh. Remember I was talking about, like, buy, buy low or buy low? Maybe. So I, I, I had Green Bay for sure. I know that for a fact. I had Green Bay. Yeah. Know. All right. Maybe it was split. Well, aside from our best bets, I got absolutely crushed this week. Just absolutely hammered. Uh, what I think under road underdogs went seven and one outright. And yeah, one oh game, my right? yeah. Crushing the public, sports books rolling in money. <laughs> what's what's the pulse in Vegas? <laughs> <laughs> it's it's mum because they're just <laughs> counting their bills. <laughs> so should we start with primetime games? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. NFL week five. We need some like theme music. Anyone want to get on that? <laughs> there's, there's a listener who has some music we can cut in when we uh, go segment to segment like this. Uh, please, please let us know. Let's see. Okay, so Thursday night football, LA Rams, and Seattle Seahawks. First big contest between the two teams in the <clears throat> in the NFC West. Is it is it Rams at home or Seattle at home? This is at Seattle. In Seattle. Seattle. And, okay. And the line has disappeared. Sorry. So uh, minus one and a half. Minus one and a half. Hmm. I'm I'm going to jump in here. Uh, I think um the well I don't have a really fade on like what the the two teams are going to look like, but the over under is at 49, which is relatively high for the week. And I know the Rams put up numbers. I mean, the Rams just gave up more points than that by themselves. Yeah, I, I think this is just going to be a low-scoring game. He's going to play it conservative. This is, yeah, like one of the first uh, division games of the year for these guys. So they're probably going to play it pretty close. Um, I don't know if the, the number's right. Um, there's a couple different reactions to the Bucks rams game. The Bucks are only giving three to the Saints. And for some reason, the Rams are, like, only less than a field goal in Seattle. So, I don't know. I just toss it up, send it to Seattle. But I, I haven't really bought on Seattle uh, this year. They've looked kind of iffy. Yeah, I, I agree that uh, Seattle doesn't look great, but neither are the Rams. The Rams do not, do not look like the same team as they did last year. Um I was looking at a stat this morning stating that the Rams are 22nd in run offense this year, which is paltry in comparison to where they were in years past. Um, Todd Gurley is not the same player he used to be. Uh, that knee is clearly an issue for him. He's not getting nearly as many touches. So I, I think that the Rams are going to sc- struggle to score in this game. So it's going to be, it's going to turn into a defensive battle. Um, and I like, the Seattle defense at home. I don't, I don't really like them so much on the road, but at home, they're a much better team. 
there was some misdirection and twists and turns along that tail, Tim. I, I thought you were going Rams <laughs> off the bat there. No. And then you ended up over with Seahawks, which is also where I will be. Um, yeah, I think home home field for Seattle is a real thing. I think the Rams, they're, I think they're in a similar tier. These are two flawed but very good teams, likely playoff teams, but exactly clearly flawed. And so I think given the home field short being shorter than three, I would I would just take that on a primetime game. Agreed. This is a shocking stat, which maybe you didn't realize about that Rams-Bucks game. So Rams rushing 11 attempts, 11 carries for 28 yards. Wow. Yeah, Gurley. Gurley, five carries for 16. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, this Rams team, for me, the arrow's pointing straight down. Like, we saw Goff on the road two weeks ago throwing picks left and right. He's very pedestrian on the road. At home, his numbers are actually pretty good. But then the showing against the Bucks was like road golf. So I don't know. If they can't run the ball and become one-dimensional in Seattle against um, still, I think, a relatively stout Seahawks defense, I guess. They held Pittsburgh pretty low. and So I think Seattle is the better team here um, as of right now. Uh, putting Goff back on the road where he struggles. And then if they can't even run the ball and, and they become a pass first team, this is not going to be good. Uh, Seahawks can just, you know, sit back and just, like, feast on them. So, Pete Carroll loves to run the ball, and uh, Chris Carson is the real deal. I think they'll have yeah. success. Um, yeah, I think it's going to be a close-scoring game. But uh, given just how bad the Rams have looked the last few weeks and golf and the struggles and the fact that they can't run the ball, can't establish a run, I'm liking Seattle only laying a point and a half. Yeah, also, uh, I'm going to see – I think it's going to be a low-scoring game is because uh, – Seattle is going to control the ball all game with their run game. Mm-hmm. They they have three good backs with with Penny and Carson. Um, Don't you think though Russell uh, Wilson is going to go to, is going to go and say, "Hey, I want to shoot out. Give me the ball. <laughs> I want to throw." I don't he think that's going to be the game plan. He can make plays. I, I think he'll make big plays when he needs to, but I think for the most part they're going to try to control the clock. I, I think this is going to be a low scoring game. Um, and they're going to run the ball a lot, a whole lot. Sunday night football. The Indianapolis Colts at the Kansas City Chiefs. Interesting choice for a Sunday night game. I guess you're thinking, uh, you know, your boy Andy Luck. But there's no Andy Luck. And the Chiefs Jacoby Brissett. 11-point favorite at, at home. This is another humongous over-under at 56-and-a-half. So if you watched uh, the Chiefs last week, it looked as though they refused to play defense and think that they could just continue to out-touchdown the other team. (laughs) It ended up working out, but um, I think the Colts can kind of move the ball. Um, They didn't look great against the Rams in the first half, but they put up some numbers late, you know, kind of – Looked all right. I that's a large number in the NFL, but whatever. Send me the Chiefs. <laughs> really? <laughs> I'm the same as you. I have the same opinion. <laughs> same opinion. I'm not going to change a word. Uh, brutal. I I still think yeah, like the over unders are going to just keep climbing for Chiefs games until they show that they can stop the football. 
that's a clear don't bet for me because it's the my mind's telling me no <laughs> my body is like the chiefs are gonna score <laughs> yeah. 11 is a lot 11 yeah that's it feels wrong it feels like there's a lot it yeah. feels like it should be seven maybe eight um but yeah it's they're they're if any team is worth it it's them this is two yeah. weeks in a row that the Chiefs haven't covered, though. And this is two weeks in a row that you think the Chiefs' offense would roll and, teams. And they, they do give up so many points. They so. do. Yeah, they yeah. couldn't put away the Lions. Lions were right in there, if not leading for most of the game. And they couldn't put away the Ravens they, you know, with the last second kind of backdoor cover. So, I mean, these Lions are actually now going against the Chiefs. Both teams, they couldn't cover two games in a row. Um, 42-31 is a push. What's that? 42-31 to would be a push. So yeah. you could lose by a lot and, could. and still yeah. – like they could score a lot of points and you I could still – I watched the Colts game last week and, you know, up until the fourth quarter they were in it just a touchdown down and driving when that pick six happened. And, you know, I think that kind of stunned all of us that Raiders came out looking so confident and the, the Colts kind of so flat at home. But um, yeah, then, Colts are actually – you know, Colts look real bad. Marlon Max a beast and they can put up points. And I believe in Frank Reich. So I don't <laughs> think that the score – of that last of the Raiders Colts game really was indicative of kind of how kind of bad the Raiders are or how good the Colts actually are. So I think this is too many points. I think you're right. It should be like seven, six and a half, maybe just around that touchdown. So this is some extra, extra points, which I don't wow. think the Chiefs deserve given that they couldn't, they almost lost to the Lions and almost lost to the Ravens. So I like the Colts and the points. Hmm. Fair enough. Yeah, both of you bring up little, a lot of good. Yeah, I, uh, I'll just jump in real quick. I think that's a little overacting saying it's only a touch and a half. I think it should hover around 10, whether you're at nine and a half or 10. But 11 is like you're given the full two scores. So, yeah, like will the Colts be able to pace with the Chiefs? Yeah, I, I think the Colts are confident against bad teams like the Raiders. But they, they still lost to the Raiders. Uh, I mean, at home. So that that's I, – I don't like this line, but at the same time, I the Colts are clearly struggling. Uh, I mean, the, the Raiders did look much better, much improved, but still they're the Raiders. They don't have much talent on either, either side of the ball, and they lost for the – and the Colts lost. Um, I, I just – this is a tough line, but in this case, if I have to choose a team, I'm going to choose the Chiefs over the Colts. I mean, Chiefs have the highest chance to blow any team out, but they haven't. So that's why, until they yeah. do, now I'm kind of fading them in these massive lines. Even though up until this point, I'm like, give me the Chiefs laying any less than a touchdown because they can blow teams out, but then they didn't two weeks in a row. So because their defense like leaves open backdoor covers so easily. Yeah, that's the only thing that's. I'll say again. Monday Night Football. The <laughs> Cleveland Browns. Against your San Francisco 49ers, Tim. 49ers are a three and a half point home favorite. The undefeated 49ers. Last NFC team that's undefeated. That was a great meme, by the way. Because it was, it was pretty it was pretty true. I mean the, the Niners are like the ninth or tenth best team in the league. And in comparing them to the Chiefs, the Chiefs of the Pats is pretty absurd, but that was, uh, <laughs> Uh, but at the same time, I think they're better than the Browns. And I think that the Niners can definitely cover uh, this three-and-a-half-point line, especially at home. 
Um, I, I like the Niners in this situation. Obviously, if we have another five turnover performance, I don't think we'll have the same outcome as we did against the Steelers, but I seriously doubt we're going to have five turnovers in this game. So I'm going to take the Niners in this game. Yeah, I, I would think that the uh, the Niners are pegged as, like, the kid left who's undefeated. Um, but I, I, they're, star reviews. Yeah, they're <laughs> – the uh, the Niners the Niners have put up points and their defense is actually That's really good. good this year. They've it's played right they've played some really bad teams. Um, I think the Steelers are better than what you would think losing Ben Roethlisberger. Um, and yeah, the Browns haven't really shown like a true identity. Yeah, they looked great last week, but they were dogs. Uh, looked like dogs against the last couple of teams that they faced. So uh, getting the plus field goal, though, I don't really like this. Might be a close game. Um, Cleveland going west. Monday night game. I don't know. Is Levi's going to be sold out, Tim? Yes, it will. It will be. They're winning again, so yes, it will be. (laughs) Can't let the fan base – can't let the faithful – Catch a break, huh, Tim? Also, another fun fact, Niners have more wins on Monday night than any team in history. They're a big night, the Monday night football that, team. Yeah, How many games have they played play on more Monday night, Monday night yeah. games than almost any team? <laughs> they, uh, they have 49 wins, more by far the most of any team. All right. Yeah, this will be a big test. Yeah, big test right. for the Niners. I'm on the Browns then. <laughs> Give me the Browns. I don't buy the this, – this is where the Niners, like, uh, good luck runs out for a moment. They're, these, these are comparable teams. And so, you know, comparable teams, flip a coin. I'll take uh, the team that's, you know, I'll take the team that has the lower stock um, and bet on a little bit of reversion to the mean. I agree. Well, well also, the Niners have, have been on – resting for the last two weeks so they're gonna have two weeks full rest and so they're gonna be able to study the browns for those that entire time that's a bad thing you you don't want to watch that team to try to learn <laughs> <laughs> they've hurt themselves it's a trick browns plus three and a half book it <laughs> i think that there's some stats that teams off a of buy actually aren't as like you think fresh and rested as teams that have played the week before like only the chiefs or andy reed actually not necessarily this season yeah this isn't a, yeah you have teams that are beat up already no week four buy really sucks for teams that like are hoping no, to go yeah. deep because yeah, yeah like you, you need that later one that mm-hmm. really kind of buys yeah. some health points week seven or eight that's the nice spot that people want mm-hmm. like but four, week four, bye, that's, it's pretty brutal. It's too early. It's going to be a grind for them. The rest of the year, yep. You're going to see a lot more in, injuries for the Niners later on in the year, especially the wide receiving core, cornerbacks, linebackers. You're going to see some injuries. All right, best bets. Let's do it, boys. What do we got, what do we got here this week? Anybody? Anybody want to take one? Yeah, I got mine. Uh, we've Ready. got the uh, Chicago Bears uh, and the Oakland Raiders in Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. That's right. And you would think the Raiders are better 
outside of the country. Um, but yeah, the the game they played against the Colts was kind of fluky, and the Bears look like a good team. It's a another yeah over under look at it's forty and a half, so they're looking this to be a, a really tight game. I I don't think the Raiders are a put together team, and the Bears are. Maybe they're not able to put up big big points, but five is enough. It's not like this is actually a home game for the Raiders, so yeah, just give it to me. You on the Bears? Hell yeah. Yeah, I think that defense is good enough to stop anyone, even if the offense is quite pathetic. So I like that pick too. Oh, uh, is there an update on Trubisky's health? I haven't heard anything, but doesn't I heard matter. A couple of weeks was the rumor. I mean, and, and I don't mean in his health. I wish them, him the best, but it doesn't <laughs> matter to this line. Yeah, it really doesn't. And if You're, anything, they actually it's got a replacement better. level. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess there's a couple quarterbacks that need, like, injury updates. Like, Tim, is there any Josh Allen news? Uh, he's concussion. He's in concussion protocol, so he might miss the week. Okay, that changes some stuff. What about Sam Darnold's done, right? Yeah, he's got mono. He's out for at least a month. Poor guy. Jeez. All right, that's the first first one right there, Bears. Not bad. For me, um, so I'm, I just looked at the history of this, the last uh, 10, 17, and 117 when the Packers went into Dallas and won 35-31 and 34-31 are the two last games, times that the Cowboys have played the Packers at home and lost. So I see this as Cowboys should not be favored. I think wow. favored. The big storyline coming out of that Dallas Saints game was like the Dallas hadn't played anyone and they were favored against like, you know, this obviously tested and maybe less than complete Saints team with a breeze going down. But obviously when Dallas plays a real team, we saw what happened, that they couldn't do much. It was ugly. And now they face another real team in the Cowboys. Um, who I, th- I mean, sorry, in the Packers. We think are embarrassed after that after that a debacle on Thursday, like where the defense just literally didn't show up to the game. Uh, my analysis was that the defense thought it was a Sunday night game, not a Thursday night game. They just didn't show up. <laughs> this defense was rolling up to this point, and then what, they just literally lay an egg. So I think Green Bay actually has all the – has more at stake with kind of their image than Dallas, even though the, both are off a loss. Um, Green Bay has success in, in, in Dallas, and – they're a real team. So to me, I see Dallas is just not, they're going to get shocked again. I think that they think that maybe, I don't know. I don't have much stats on the game. I didn't see the Saints Cowboys game, but um, I like the Packers getting over a field goal here. I think it should be closer to a pick them if anything. And um, I'm looking for reasons to fade Dallas just because mm. they haven't faced anyone. And I hate all the hype and all the Super Bowl talk and that they're already being crowned a, a division champion. Premature. Product to those guys, well, I agree. And I'm pro Packers just as of right now because I feel like the hate on Rodgers has gone too far. Um, I think. I think. Um, would you adjust your opinion if you knew that Devontae Adams wouldn't play this week? That is a big loss. That is true. When he went down, the offense yeah, stall quite a bit. Um, it became Jimmy Graham, which is not yeah. a good yeah. option. That hasn't yeah. been a good thing for and, the, and they just abandoned the run too. Like, yeah. uh, like watching that game, it was like seeing Aaron Jones just literally do nothing but block 
as you, I mean, granted, I'll trust Aaron Rodgers in his arm, you know, throwing 40, 50 times a game. But when you abandon the run, it's, uh, it's very Makes nice. life a lot more difficult. So yeah. I am a little nervous about that. But um, I just think the success that he's had there and just the coaching mismatch, I just hate the clapper. <laughs> hate the clapper, Jason. <laughs> I do too. So, and I'm – any reason for me to root against Dallas? <laughs> <laughs> Not like it is. Green Bay plus three and a half. There we go. Okay. All right. I'm going to have – I think I have my own default. If you're saying that you're going to look for reasons to fade the Cowboys, I am going to look for reasons to fade your 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 second team, Roy, the Falcons. I'm going to bet against that team. Uh, Falcons Texas, are bad. Texas Falcons are really bad. In this spot. Yeah. Home team, I think they're – I think the Texans are a tier above the Falcons. The Falcons have names, but they have not been – a team worth backing for a couple of years now, really since the Super Bowl collapse. So give me the Texans minus five at home. Uh, but they just lost to a backup quarterback, though, at home as well. Sure, you're never as bad as your worst game. That's true. Houston minus five, huh? Yeah, Matt Ryan was, like, MVP, like, two years ago. He's, <laughs> no, he's he looks like, he, he just as lost as, like, any of these rookie quarterbacks. Yeah, he gets bit, he yeah. Really yeah it, when it all goes to hell, it's like Hail Mary to Julio Jones time. Like, there's he there's really some... has no game plan. Their run run game is trash. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't have any faith in the Falcons either. There's a documentary ready to be made of, like, the, the generation of quarterbacks that came after Aaron Rodgers. It's really bad. <laughs> like, there yeah. are, look at how many QBs are in the league right now that are over 35 that are – still among the best like this next generation of guys at least matt ryan's cam newton's like they were like there for a minute and gone i would trust peyton manning right now what's that i would trade i would trust peyton manning to start a game over some of these guys right now (laughs) (laughs) give me some five yard outs hand the ball off don't fumble (laughs) throw interceptions like you're better than like Half the quarterback. What if I could? T- what if I told you you could have his his brother, who's younger, has also won and is newly available. Well, the problem the problem that I'm seeing is that the lack of protection, lack of ball protection. Like you see these guys just throw these throw passes up for grabs. You see guys just lackluster, not protecting football in the pocket, fumbling all over the place, like. I mean, every oh, I mean the majority of quarterbacks. There are very few quarterbacks left in the league that actually care about protecting the football. No, it's it's great. Well, I would say yeah, like maybe the only guy after Rodgers who isn't like career like retired like Luck or Griffin. I think Russell Wilson is the only one that's capable. Yeah, but it's yeah. like after yeah, like watching like Derek Carr's like if his first two options are not there. He like ducks his head and tries to like run out of the pocket. Like, well, there was no pressure, but you just panicked and started running around like an idiot, running for your life. Yeah, yeah. You don't really know like what kind of like uh, blocking scheme you had. You just like, oh, I have no idea what to do. Time to tuck and run. Like, like, oh, that's not a good idea. Like, but that that's like the handful of guys. Like, it was okay for Cam Newton to do it because he was like practically like 
a tight end playing quarterback. But Basically. Yeah, Winston, a couple of these guys that just like has never like still cannot just play an offense. Um, <laughs> it's an amazing list of quarterbacks in the league right now. There are some pretty shaky guys. It's it's kind of a shame because we did lose some guys that seem to be really promising. There's a lost generation of uh, sort of like the what what could RG three have been if he didn't get hurt. Same with Locke. Yeah. Well, and, then, and there's a bunch of guys who left the league early on because. Um, their worries about their health later on in life. So do you, remember, you had. Do you, do you remember um, Matt Ryan? He's the guy that died like after, right after the Super Bowl that they lost, and he just he just disappeared. He was gone. The player he was he was a good player for the Falcons for a while there, and uh, yeah, it was MVP in the league. <laughs> he passed away. It was really unfortunate. <laughs> Harsh. Well, um, I'm, I guess I'm the last pick of the week this week. You are. Uh, I'm going to go back to the New York Giants well. Oh, God. And, and I'm going to have them because they're six-point underdogs at home against the Minnesota Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Going after Kirk Cousins with a vengeance. That guy's a piece of shit. <laughs> that guy is so wow. bad. He is so bad. Tim, he's just a football player. He's trying his best. He's got a family. He forgot the so test. so bad. It's not a big game. He's going to play well. <laughs> oh. It's, he's so bad. I have no faith in that guy. I, I will bet against that guy all year, the rest of the year. Don't you think he that's terrible? What? Don't you think that's already baked into the line? Like, I think that's the story is that he's been terrible. I mean, literally, it's the story that he apologized to his wide receiver publicly. Six-point road favorites. That's a lot of. Uh, I think. I think. The, I think the Vikings are a really good team with a bad quarterback, and like if you just got them, you know, we talked about some of the pretty bad quarterbacks, but like if you just got them a competent quarterback, they would be in a, in the elite tier of teams. And Even if the Vikings win this game, I don't think they'll cover six points against against the uh, the Giants. Danny Dimes. If the if the Vikings had Carson Wentz. They oh, would, they'd be dominant. Be like eleven point favorites here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They'd be absolutely dominant. They're. It's, they'd be. They'd be a top five team in the league. No I think doubt. Six. Is low. If you just Damn. don't. If you if you just take the quarterbacks off both teams, six is way low. I think the rest of the team is significantly different. I see. I think you're buying into this Giants Redskin outcome, and Daniel Jones is not good. Saquon Barkley is like dead so <laughs> this team is bad i think this is like they're not, the better they're not team the wins team. the better team wins yeah, the vikings uh, lead the nfl you're getting, you're getting, in in rushing they have they have the best rusher one of the best rushing attacks yeah dalvin no, cook, dalvin and, cook dalvin cook yeah. is a stud no doubt about it he's one of my favorite players right now in the game in terms of running the football mm-hmm. he's he's a great player uh, but that their passing offense is crap um I just do not trust this team to be able to cover six points. I think the Vikings defense could win and win the game for you. They could, yeah. They could. I don't. But yeah, I don't think the, the Giants. He only sees Kirk. He only sees Kirk. He sees Kirk. <laughs> He's not scared. The rest of the team doesn't matter. It doesn't matter when you can see that guy and nothing else. Can't go the other way. All right. Okay. Good session, boys. No, not bad. All right. Not bad. Until next week. Until next week.